Act Four of A Midsummer Night's Dream by William Shakespeare. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Four, Scene One, The Wood. Enter Titania and Bottom, Peace Blossom, Cobweb, Moth. Mustard seed and other fairies attending, Oberon behind, unseen. Come, sit thee down upon this flowery bed, while I thy amiable cheeks do coy, and stick musk roses in thy sleek, smooth head, and kiss thy fair, large ears, my gentle joy. Where's Peace Blossom? Ready. Scratch my head, Peas Blossom. Where's Monsieur Cobweb? Ready. Monsieur Cobweb, good Monsieur, get you your weapons in your hand, and kill me a red-hipped humble-bee on the top of a thistle, and, good Monsieur, bring me the honey-bag. <laughs> Do not fret yourself too much in the action, Monsieur. And good Monsieur, have a care the honey-bag break not. I would be loath to have you overflown with the honey-bag, Signor. Where's Monsieur Mustard-seed? Ready. Give me your knee, Monsieur Mustard-seed. Pray you, leave your curtsy, good Monsieur. What's your will? Nothing, good Monsieur, but to help Cavallero Cobweb to scratch. I must to the barber's, Monsieur, for methinks I am marvellous hairy about the face, and I am such a tender ass. If my hair do but tickle me, I must scratch. What, wilt thou hear some music, my sweet love? I have a reasonable good ear in music. Let us have the tongs and the bones. Or say, sweet love, what thou desirest to eat. Truly a peck of provender. I could munce your good dry oats. Methinks I have a great desire to a bottle of hay. Good hay, sweet hay, hath no fellow. I have a venturous fairy that shall seek the squirrel's hoard and fetch thee new nuts. I had rather have a handful or two of dried peas. But I pray you, let none of your people stir me. I have an exposition of sleep come upon me. Sleep thou, and I will wind thee in my arms. Fairies be gone, and be always away. So doth the woodbine, the sweet honeysuckle gently entwist. The female ivy so enrings the barky fingers of the elm. Oh, how I love thee! How I dote on thee! They sleep. Oberon advances. Enter Puck. Welcome, good Robin. Seest thou this sweet sight? Her dotage now I do begin to pity. For meeting her of late behind the wood, seeking sweet favours for this hateful fool, I did upbraid her and fall out with her, for she his hairy temples then had rounded with coronet of fresh and fragrant flowers, and that same dew which sometimes on the buds was wont to swell like round and orient pearls, 
stood now within the pretty flowerets' eyes, like tears that did their own disgrace bewail, when I had at my pleasure taunted her, and she in mild terms begged my patience. I then did ask of her her changeling child, which straight she gave me, and her fairy sent to bear him to my bower in fairyland. And now I have the boy, I will undo this hateful imperfection of her eyes. And gentle Puck, take this transformed scalp from off the head of this Athenian swain, that he, awaking when the other do, may all to Athens back again repair, and think no more of this night's accidents, but as the fierce vexation of a dream. But first I will release the fairy queen. Touching her eyes within herb. Be as thou wast wont to be, see as thou wast wont to see. Diane's bud or Cupid's flower hath such force and blessed power. Now, my Titania, wake you, my sweet queen. My Oberon, what visions have I seen? Methought I was enamoured of an ass. There lies your love. How came these things to pass? Oh, how mine eyes do loathe his visage now! Silence a while. Robin, take off this head. Titania, music call, and strike more dead than common sleep of all these five the sense. Music, ho! Music such as charmeth sleep. Now when thou wakest, with thine own fool's eyes peep. Sound music. Still music. Come, my queen, take hands with me, and rock the ground whereon these sleepers be. Now thou and I are new in amity, and we will to-morrow night solemnly dance in Duke Theseus's house triumphantly, and bless it to all fair prosperity. There shall the pairs of faithful lovers be wedded with Theseus all in jollity. Fairy king, attend and mark, I do hear the morning lark. Then, my queen, in silence sad, trip we after night's shade. We the globe can compass soon, swifter than the wandering moon. Come, my lord, and in our flight, tell me how it came this night, that I sleeping here was found with these mortals on the ground. Exeunt. Horns sound within. Enter Theseus, Hippolyta. Aegeus and Train. Go, one of you, find out the forester, for now our observation is performed, and since we have the forward of the day, my love shall hear the music of my hounds. Uncouple in the western valley, go. Dispatch, I say, and find the forester. Exit an attendant. We will, fair queen, up to the mountain's top. And mark the musical confusion of hounds and echo in conjunction. I was with Hercules and Cadmus once, when in a wood of Crete they bade the bear with hounds of Sparta. Never did I hear such gallant chiding, for besides the groves, the skies, the fountains, every region near seemed all one mutual cry. I never heard so musical a discord. Such sweet thunder. My hounds are bred out of the Spartan kind, So flued, so sanded, And their heads are hung with ears That sweep away the morning dew, Crook-kneed and dew-lapped like Thessalian bulls, 
slow in pursuit, but matched in mouth like bells, each under each. A cry more tunable was never hollered to, nor cheered with horn, in Crete, in Sparta, nor in Thessaly. Judge when you hear. But soft, what nymphs are these? My lord, this is my daughter here asleep, and this Lysander, this Demetrius is, this Helena, old Nedar's Helena. I wonder of their being here together. No doubt they rose up early to observe the right of May, and hearing our intent, came here in grace of our solemnity. But speak, Aegeus, is this not the day that Hermia should give answer of her choice? It is, my lord. Go, bid the huntsmen wake them with their horns. Horns and shout within. Demetrius, Lysander, Hermia, and Helena awake, and start up. Good morrow, friends. St. Valentine is past. Begin these woodbirds but to couple now? Pardon, my lord. He and the rest kneel to Theseus. I pray you all, stand up. I know you two are rival enemies. How comes this gentle concord in the world, that hatred is so far from jealousy to sleep by hate and fear no enmity? My lord, I shall reply amazedly. Half sleep, half waking, but as yet, I swear, I cannot truly say how I came here. But, as I think, for truly would I speak, and now I do bethink me, so it is, I came with Hermia hither. Our intent was to be gone from Athens, where we might be without the peril of the Athenian law. Enough, enough! My lord, you have enough! I beg the law, the law upon his head. They would have stolen away. They would, Demetrius, thereby to have defeated you and me, you of your wife and me of my consent, of my consent that she should be your wife. My lord, fair Helen told me of their stealth, of this their purpose hither to this wood, and I in fury hither followed them, fair Helena in fancy following me. But, my good lord, I wot not by what power, but by some power it is, my love to Hermia, melted as the snow, seems to me now as a remembrance of an idle god, which in my childhood I did dote upon. And all the faith, the virtue of my heart, the object and the pleasure of mine eye, is only Helena, to her, my lord was I betrothed ere I saw Hermia. But, like a sickness, did I loathe this food, but, as in health, come to my natural taste. Now I do wish it, love it, long for it, and will forevermore be true to it. Fair lovers, you are fortunately met. Of this discourse we more will hear anon. Aegeus, I will overbear your will. For in the temple, by and by with us, these couples shall eternally be knit, and, for the morning now is something worn, our purposed hunting shall be set aside. Away with us to Athens, three and three, we'll hold a feast in great solemnity. Come, Hippolyta. Exeunt Theseus, Hippolyta, Aegeus, and Train. These things seem small and undistinguishable, like far-off mountains turned into clouds. Methinks I see these things with parted eye. 
when everything seems double so methinks and i have found demetrius like a jewel mine own and not my own it seems to me that yet we sleep we dream do not you think the duke was here and bid us follow him yea and my father and hippolyta and he did bid us follow to the temple why then we are awake let's follow him and by the way let us recount our dreams exeunt as they go out bottom awakes when my cue comes call me and i will answer my next is most fair pyramus hey ho peter quince flute the bellows mender snout the tinker starveling god's my life stolen hence and left me asleep i have had a most rare vision i have had a dream past the wit of man to say what dream it was man is but an ass if he go about to expound this dream methought i was there is no man can tell what methought i was and methought i had but a man is but a patched fool if he will offer to say what methought i had the eye of man hath not heard the ear of man hath not seen man's hand is not able to taste his tongue to conceive nor his heart to report what my dream was i will get peter quince to write a ballad of this dream it shall be called bottom's dream because it hath no bottom and i will sing it in the latter end of a play before the duke peradventure to make it the more gracious i shall sing it at her death exit scene two athens a room in quince's house enter quince flute snout and starveling have you sent to bottom's house is he come home yet he cannot be heard of out of doubt he is transported if he come not then the play is marred it goes not forward doth it it is not possible you have not a man in all athens able to discharge pyramus but he no he hath simply the best wit of any handicraft man in athens yea and the best person too and he is a very paramour for a sweet voice you must say paragon a paramour is god bless us a thing of naught enter snug masters the duke is coming from the temple and there is two or three lords and ladies more married if our sport had gone forward we had all been made then o oh, sweet bully bottom thus hath he lost six pence a day during his life he could not have scaped six pence a day and the duke had not given him six pence a day for playing pyramus i'll be hanged he would have deserved it six pence a day in pyramus or nothing enter bottom where are these lads where are these hearts bottom oh most courageous day oh most happy hour masters i am to discourse wonders but ask me not what for if i tell you i am not a true athenian 
I will tell you everything, right as it fell out. Let us hear, sweet bottom. Not a word of me. All that I will tell you is that the duke hath dined. Get your apparel together, good strings to your beards, new ribbons to your pumps. Meet presently at the palace. Every man look over his part, for the short and the long is, our play is preferred. In any case, let Thisbe have clean linen, and let not him that plays the lion pare his nails, for they shall hang out for the lion's claws, and most dear actors, eat no onions nor garlic, for we are to utter sweet breath, and I do not doubt but to hear them say it is a sweet comedy. No more words. Away! Go! Away! Exeunt. End of Act Four.